Good evening. Goodbye Forever by Nakchang Rinpoche. Chapter 21, Part 1. I went to see Dujum Rinpoche almost every day and he explained many aspects of the Nyingma tradition. I had no idea how unusual this was at the time, but I did know I was extremely fortunate. He possessed a sense of utter conviction as to where I needed to go, and he was never wrong. Chapter 21 Born in a Dragon Year November 1971 When I next met Kyabje Dujum Rimshe, I asked him if he would be so kind as to tell me something about his life. I expected a relatively brief picture, but he was most generous with his time and attention to detail. Oh, yeah, in future times, he commenced, there are many things you must know. Tsering gave the introduction, telling me that in the remote past, in a previous world age, Kyabje Dujum Rinpoche had been the awareness holder Nuden Dorje, and in the future it was predicted that he would take incarnation as the Buddha Murpa Taye. In the present, he manifested as the representative of Padmasambhava. His previous incarnation, Dujum Lingpa, told disciples as he approached death. Whoever relies on me, go to Pemaka, but before you youngsters arrive, I will already be there. This occurred exactly as predicted. Dujum Rinpoche was already three years old when he was discovered as a direct emanation of Dujum Lingpa, and could thus remember his previous lives clearly. This, Tsering added, is why Dujum Rinpoche all Chugyam's life and lives knowing. I had no doubt of it. I had no reason for my lack of doubt. It was like accepting that the M4 led to London. It was there on the sign and all you had to do was keep driving or hitching and arriving in London would be no monumental surprise. At age five, Tear discovering, Dujum Rinpoche laughed. At age five, you treasure candro discovering. Then he asked, You one girlfriend then finding? Yes, Rinpoche. Her name was Alice. Yeah, good. But now no girlfriend? No, Rinpoche. But many girlfriends before having? I answered in the affirmative, knowing that there was no need of an answer, as Kyabje Dujum Rinpoche already had my entire biography in his intuitional library. You must one Sangyam finding, or Terma not finding and teaching not possible. Dujum Rinpoche told me that I had seen my Sangyam in a dream before leaving England and that I would recognise her when she appeared in my life. He told me that this was his prediction and that all I had to do was practice and be observant. 
there would be obstacles to our being together, but these would be overcome. Past incarnation name Aro Yeshe. Not Aro Yeshe Jungne, but similar, like him. Zogchen Semde much teaching. The name Aro Yeshe didn't immediately have a great effect on me. It was more that it didn't sound unusual. I could say that it simply sounded like my name, but that is not quite right either. It was actually some minutes after Dujum Rinpoche mentioned the name that I started to take it in. Dujum Rinpoche had put a name to my previous life. The impact of that wasn't as startling as it should have been. It was more a pervasive wave of something that I couldn't define. It was like someone describing the house on Frognall Crescent, Aldershot, in which I had lived as a baby before my family moved to Woodsfield Lane. The staircase would be described, the hall, the first floor landing, the front door, the drawing room. As each aspect would be described, I'd hear it and it would not sound unfamiliar. This would not mean that I'd remembered it, but there'd be a sense in which the information was registering, albeit in an amorphous manner. Then at a later point there'd be a tiny flash of recognition. Some small detail would become real. Aro Yeshe. It was not a name I would forget. I wrote it out in Tibetan Uchen script. I'd begun to learn the alphabet in MacLeod Gunge, and so I wrote the name and showed it to Dudjum Rumshe. Wonder of wonders, I'd spelled the name correctly. Or maybe it wasn't that surprising, because I already knew that Yeshe was spelled Yeshe, and my guess at Aro as Aro was straightforward as it had no silent letters. Dujum Rimshe smiled at my writing, made no comment and continued with the account of his life. At your age, Pamasambhava meeting and Terma's writing, Dujum Rimshe smiled. Now you are here and meeting. This is good because later you also Terma writing. Maybe when you my age now becoming. Maybe not so long. Maybe earlier. Yes, maybe earlier. First students must be coming. Then Sangyum finding. Then Terma teaching. Clearly no reply was required. I did have questions, but Dujum Rimshe continued to relate aspects of his life. His experience of Dorje Trullo practice inspired him to visit Paro Taksang in Bhutan, where there were many auspicious signs, and he discovered the Purva Pudri Rekpung, the Tsokye Tuktig, and the Kandro Tuktig.
Parotaksang is tiger nest meaning. This is where Guru Rinpoche as Dorje Truro manifesting. Last incarnation you also to Taksang pilgrimage making, with Sangyums travelling. With Sangyums, I asked, did I mishear or did Dujum Rinpoche say Sangyums? That is to say, more than one. Dujum Rinpoche laughed on hearing my question. No need two Sangyums now having. This not necessary for you. This not good in your country. There only one wife having possible. I told him I was happy to hear that, as I had no wish to be a bigamist or have some sort of open relationship. That would not suit me. This is good. But one time for you in Tibet, the situation coming. He laughed. Now two candros not necessary. Turgyam not desiring. This is better. This for you is perfect. Then he laughed again and went on to explain that having two sangyams was not completely unusual in Tibet. Aro Yeshe's Tsangyams had been sisters, but he knew no more about them at that time apart from the fact that I had seen them once in a dream. Maybe he would know more in the future when I returned to see him again at the end of my art school course. Was Dudjum Rinpoche seeing my dreams in Exeter? That felt extremely strange. It suddenly flooded back, waking in a tent, two dark-haired young ladies lying one on each side of me, my talking in my sleep in some foreign language, and my sense of having someone else's memories in my mind. And now, here in Boulder staying, he laughed, and young Nakhba long list giving, yeah, so, this now is enough, he smiled. Then when Chogyam old becoming, long list also giving. Dujum Rimshe then asked me whether I remembered the subject on which he said he would elucidate. Yes, Rimshe, I replied. Chairdrol, Shardrol and Rangdrol. Good. These are methods within the Drologji, the four modes of liberation. Then Dujum Rimshe elaborated. First mode, Chedrol. This liberation through naked awareness meaning. Second is Shadrol. This meaning liberation on arising. Third is Rangdrol this meaning of itself liberated. These three are ways to bring Yedrol in dimension of practice. Yedrol meaning primordial liberation. Chedrol is liberation through recognizing Namtogs. You know Namtog meaning? Yes, Rinpoche, it means that which arises in mind, 
and that can either be thought or image or whatever moves in mind. Yeah, good. Then next we look at function. Chedrol, like meeting person whom you have met before. You know person, and so no question having. You not, who are you asking? Dujan Rinpoche went on to explain that Shadrol is where thoughts liberate themselves after they arise. There was a way of explaining this through the coiling and uncoiling of a snake. Shadrol is where a snake uncoils itself from its coils. Snake is not appearance having, but then not gone. Not is made from snake, but not not part of snake. Where not gone? Not never existing. Now, meditation. We sat for a few minutes and then Kyabje Dujam Rimshe recommenced. Next, Rangdro. This self liberation meaning. Namtog's arising and with arising, immediate spontaneous liberation. Nothing happening needing. No detriment and no advantage in arising and Namtog's self liberating. These first three modes of liberation are practice of Namtog's liberating. But then Yedro, primordial liberation, this is unborn nature of Rigpa, this never different coming, from beginninglessness liberated. Dujam Rimshe paused while I caught up with my notes. Now further looking, Chedrol is insignificant perceptual activity, attention turning to whatever Namtog's arising, and immediately recognition of Namtog. This is like seeing a stranger in the bazaar. Suddenly you recognise stranger as old friend. Maybe for you, Rinpoche laughed, old girlfriend. With this mention of girlfriends, I was presented with another occasion where Dujam Rinpoche knew far more about me than he could have known by any normal means. So, Rinpoche continued, although this inevitable in your practice becoming, there is a small gap. Here Rinpoche showed how his thumb and index finger could be so close that they appeared to be touching. Between Namtog arising and becoming aware of presence of Namtog. Finally, recognition of the Namtog. Then the Namtog dissolving. At this time, and maybe for some months or maybe years, this your practice defining. But after this, practice obstacle becoming, if not Shardrol practicing. Then there is Shardrol. With Shardrol, Namtog liberates soon as arising. Like 
drawing pictures on lake surface. Drawing dissolves into clarity surface of lake as soon as drawing making. Drawing and dissolution simultaneous. So arising, this is called shawa. Then liberating, this drolwa. Shawa and drolwa simultaneous, no gap, no discontinuity between self-arising and self-liberation of namtogs. So, manna is different from chedrol, liberation through naked awareness, and shadrol, liberation immediately on arising. In chedrol, there is minute appearance of disunion between the arising and liberation. But with shadrol is no sense of namtogs suppressing, effort not invested in anything. Liberation is spontaneous, effortless reflex. This solme. Kyadre Dujum Rimshe explained that with the practice of chedrol, there is the minute effort in terms of maintaining naked awareness. But with shadrol, no effort exists. Whatever namtogs arise, they immediately move, according to their own energy, into the natural state. This occurs because this is the nature of namtogs. He elucidated that arising namtogs are pure in themselves. He said that this was due to their own potentiality, which is none other than the energy of chukku. Namtogs come into being effortlessly, and liberation occurs effortlessly through the natural momentum of their arising. So this is the snake unknotting. When a namtog, or strongly charged thought, arises, such as obsession or anger, then the awareness which manifests in the moment of liberation will be extremely strong and clear. In this way, obsession becomes a friend of Rigpa, instead of an adversary or obstacle. In this way, conceptualization becomes a manifestation of the inherent energy of Rigpa. So in this way, you continue in the state without accepting or rejecting. At this point, Kyabje Dujum Rinpoche looked at me intently and asked, You are everything clearly understanding? I understand as you speak, Rinpoche, and I hope that what I understand will not slip away. Rinpoche nodded and continued. Anyway, I see that all is in mind staying. So then, although holding recognition of chukku, so chukku continuing, it is still as if duality and non-duality separate, separate remaining. This drolchai chukku nyuzung, this meaning still exists, subtle duality remaining. 
This because practice and everyday life not yet seamless. Then third stage. This is Rangdro. Distinction between arising and liberating is gone. This is journey in which destination same as point of departure. You bus boarding that takes immediately to where you are. So when Namtog's arising, instantaneously self-liberating. Not state of non-duality leaving. Their arising is their liberation. Division no longer existing. Liberation is instantaneous, spontaneous effortlessness. This is Rangdro. Namtogs liberate as arising. Their very arising is nature of liberation. Dujumramshe paused for a moment, gazing into space. Then he said, Now we sit. <laughs>